0: There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years.
1: Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island Podcast. We hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. It's been quite an interesting week here at the White House.
0: Yeah, I've had a hurt back for a few days, and you were sick.
1: Yes, uh, very sick, and I don't like being sick. Matter of fact, you aren't even sitting upright for this podcast.
0: No, I gotta lay down because my back is just kind of messed up, but it's on the mend.
1: (laughs) Well, hey, at least you're on the upswing enough that we could get here and be able to chat about episode six, which was quite exciting.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: So, episode six, they started us out at Smith's Cove pretty quickly with uh, Rick and Craig out in the rain talking to the guys.
0: Yep, giving us another update. You know, um, they will be uh, finishing that coffer dam before we know it and digging that stuff up.
1: Yep, yep. They We've always got to have our update on Smith's Cove. And it looked like there was a couple of... Uh, the sheets that weren't able to be driven down all the way in.
0: Yeah, some some kind of obstruction underneath. A couple of them are sticking up a bit higher than the rest. There's one in particular that you see, dur- you know, when they put in more toward the end of the episode where it's like really, really noticeably sticking up, mm-hmm. you know, further than the rest. So hopefully that doesn't let water in. <laughs>
1: hmm. But who knows? Yeah, so they've hit something hard well
0: they're pros they'll they'll have if you know they'll have ways to make it sure that it's watertight
1: yeah it's not their first rodeo yeah but the fact that it's kind of more difficult for them to drive down do you think that is gonna put any delay in what our expected turnaround time is for the cofferdam
0: i don't think so i think they'll figure out any problems they've got you know they've already like we, we already know it was built we already know that they've done excavation you know that ha- that we're going to see later in the season so I don't feel like it set them back too much
1: yeah I don't think it set them back too much but I know in earlier episodes they were hoping for it to be done early because everybody's so excited about it well so. they could
0: keep asking for it early but doesn't <laughs> mean it's going to get there any earlier than what's scheduled
1: exactly so let's see here. After Smith's Cove, we enter the war room.
0: Yeah, we've got most of the team there discussing the Drayton's Cross.
1: About six weeks ago, they arranged to have the cross tested. Yeah, that
0: laser ablation?
1: Mm hmm. New Brunswick, which we saw them do. Mm hmm. And they, of course, found out that the cross is not from North America. And Rick explains that to further their research, they have reached out to the German Mining Museum, and they then...
0: Talk to the geochemist Tobias, and I'm not even going to attempt his last name because we'll super butcher it.
1: (laughs) Right, and even with what museum he's with. It's the German Mining Museum in the city of something that starts with a B. (laughs) I'm not gonna even try. Uh, he and them have a conversation about what what he could potentially do for him because he's got this giant database and archive of different mining materials.
0: Yeah, some of it surprised me. Is he was he doesn't. He didn't feel the need to do another test on the cross. He just said, "Give me your data, and I'll be able to figure it out for you." That's pretty cool. The,
1: yeah, that actually really surprised me as well. Was you know, it just depends on how good your data is.
0: Well, I, I don't think they uh, they had to have gotten really good data, mm-hmm. you know, because they get some really good results later on. But it's nothing.
1: Well, they went to a university. So the yeah. information that they got wasn't just Joe Schmo and they're trying to compare something.
0: Well, and, you know, I'm they. I'm sure the university doesn't do this uh, for charity. Work. <laughs> no, I highly and doubt so, that. so, you know, they're paying good money to have the best data possible. And I, that's probably what they got.
1: Mm-hmm. So Tobias, he explains that... If the data is good enough, they can actually pinpoint which query, query it came from.
0: Yeah, that would help a lot because the quarries all haven't, you know, some of them are being used now. Some were used 100 years ago. Some were used 500 years ago. Some were used 1,000 years ago. And if they can pinpoint it to a specific quarry that was, you know, let's just ballpark it out there, that was in use a 1,000 years ago in this certain part of a certain country, well, that tells you where it comes from, mm-hmm. and the time period.
1: So as long as he, like he said, as long as the data is good, he can give us more than just what the general region it was. We've already narrowed it down to not North America. All right, no, that's we did. a big,
0: that's a big first step.
1: That is, that's eliminating a pretty big area. Once well, we... They definitely
0: didn't want it to come from North America, so that mm-hmm. was that was good. We find some good results of this later on.
1: Rick goes on to ask him if Tobias wants to work with them. I, Duh. Duh. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, I'm excited to be a part of this. Okay, great. Who, who we'll send you information.
0: Who doesn't want to be part of a multi-century long legendary treasure hunt?
1: Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, we'll send you the isotope information and then pictures of the artifact. And I'm thinking, okay, because he hasn't been watching and doesn't know what it is that they're going to be sending him information on. They get done talking to him in the war room and we flash over to the Megabin area. We see Craig, Charles, Terry, and Gary over at the Megabin area real quick.
0: Yeah, they're taking more core samples. They're still using that sonic drilling technology to take out core samples to see what is in the mega bin.
1: Based off the seismic test results, they are showing a mysterious void in the area of the latrines still. Regardless, since there hasn't been much done up here by them, we're going to get some answers one way or another.
0: Charles was agreeing with your yeah, and Charles was agreeing with your description of the core samplings being put in those tubes, saying, "Looks, hey, this is how sausage is made."
1: Yep, making sausage. Yeah. Yes, that's what I've been saying.
0: Yeah, it's cool, but it's cool to see Gary over there, you know, doing the metal detecting. They're bringing out all the big guns for this, you know, making mm-hmm. they're gonna put a stamp in it one way or another.
1: Exactly. Gary detects over the sausage casings, and then you hear Terry. Put that patient on the table.
0: Yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs>
1: Kinda of made me laugh, made me giggle a little bit. They're out there having a good time.
0: You know who else is having a good time? Oh yes. Dan Blankenship.
1: We're gonna talk about my favorite part of the show. Yeah, that was side. my
0: favorite part of the episode as well.
1: Oh man, that's good stuff. He what looked happens? like he
0: looked like a kid again. You know.
1: wait he's ninety five years old and they're like, Hey, let's take him out to Smith's Cove let's and the look. coffer dan.
0: Yeah, and his eyes went wide, and his mouth <laughs> dropped.
1: Yes, the look on his face of sheer shock is like a kid on Christmas morning. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you know, they told him, "Hey, we've been doing a lot of work up here. You know, he lives on the island. I'm, you know, he's not unaware of what's going on, but just finally seeing it, you know, nearly complete. Just the he just went, wow. You know, like he was, wow. he was shocked.
1: I love that he. <laughs> As they're driving up, you've made a four-lane highway out here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Not not quite. Well, I, I don't know. It doesn't look like a four-lane highway to me.
0: Oh, but it is on Oak Island.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's true. When you see the crane, you'll understand. And that when they come around the corner and he sees it, wow. Yes. Well,
0: it's, a, it's a monumental undertaking on Oak Island, you know? Mm-hmm. It's going to give a lot of answers
1: it is but i just i love the look on his face totally classic i i really wish this is like the one time i wish we had a visual presentation because that is so worth it right there
0: yeah it, it was a sweet moment that's for sure
1: well and then he mentions he wished that he had put his dam out another 15 to 20 feet further Mm-hmm. than what he had originally done and they're definitely beyond that
0: yeah they're well they're, i think they're in that ballpark they're definitely behind his his spot mm-hmm. so they'll get the u-shaped structure and whatever else will come with it
1: oh yeah it'll be interesting to see if there really is anything that shows up between where he had put his dam and then where they are that's further out
0: yeah don't know Yeah, well, where he put his dam, there's going to be a lot of uh, piled up rocks and dirt, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what they built it with. And it did get destroyed, but the remnants are still there Mm -hmm. all over the place.
1: Absolutely.
0: Something I get to think of is, uh, you know, I mentioned it to you when we were watching the episode, is showing, because it showed a little bit of a flashback Mm -hmm. of Dan working down there when he during the time when he uncovered that U-shaped structure. Well a lot of dirt was moved at that time Mm -hmm. and in Smith's Cove is where Drayton's cross was found. Maybe, maybe they had already, maybe they brought it to the surface or Mm -hmm. who knows, you know, I think Gary found that last year after a big storm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a big storm will kind of bring stuff up or clear stuff off to make new discoveries possible. But maybe they had that, the Drayton's cross, and within their grasp at the time, back in the 70s, mm-hmm. and they just missed
1: it. It's very possible. I mean, you think about the size of that location. And did they send people out there before with metal detectors? Probably not. How much of it was it from, like you said, Dan stirring things up? Was it from the storms stirring things up? How much more is out there besides that U-shaped structure and then the other structure that they've talked about in the past? They're really building up this Smith's Cove, so I feel like there's gotta be something. Oh, there's really gonna be some good. good stuff coming. Okay, and if the box drains are there and they get all these sheets in there and they stop water from coming in, do we start to see a drop in water pretty quickly from in the money pit or no? What do you think?
0: Oh I doubt it. Yeah I don't I don't think uh, I don't think they're gonna be able to turn off the water in the money pit. I think I read somewhere a while back that one of the other companies that was doing excavation work back in the day put some dye down into the money pit Mm -hmm. and they saw it come out of three parts of the island.
1: Which is mind-boggling. Like I, I was I remember seeing something about that and that is actually how we test whether or not septic systems are hooked up to within houses are hooked up to septic or if they're hooked up to public mm-hmm. is throwing dye within the system and seeing where they come out at. So obviously it's still a very effective way to do that.
0: Oh, it was back in the you know, I think they did that like a hundred years ago. But yeah, in your business of the re you know, the housing market, mm-hmm. uh I could see where you would apply that kind of thing today. But yeah, mm-hmm. they were doing that a hundred years ago too.
1: Which is just crazy because oh, well, it makes sense though. And then that even takes me to something I was thinking about earlier, a little off topic, is the sand up in Mega Bin area, I almost called it the Money Bin again. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, there are some septic systems and such that are sand related. Are there? I'm just saying, maybe they were thinking about septic many, many years ago. Well, it is There's latrine. a latrine. <laughs> okay, I know way, way too much of a stretch, but yeah. you never know. Nah. I'm holding out.
0: Yeah, it's a stretch.
1: Yeah, it's a big stretch. <laughs> that's not what happened anyways so okay the water doesn't go down in the money pit because they've only walled off part of smith's cove and it comes out in two other areas are we seeing more cofferdams in our future
0: i don't know i think i think the next plan is to some, do some kind of a uh, freeze Mm. The bottom of the Money Pit. That's I think, right. Uh, you know, I, I, it hasn't really been on the show, I don't think, but I think I've read somewhere that Craig Tester is really interested in going mm-hmm. that route, and I, I, I'm I, going to need Robert Clotworthy to explain it to me on one of the <laughs> episodes to really understand what all that means, but supposedly they're going to try freezing the area down there, and I A don't know. A how... giant
1: block of ice? Yeah. In the Money Pit? On Oak Island? Yes. Full of gold? Hopefully. Hopefully. That would be awesome. That's the whole goal, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Once they excavate Smith's Cove, then if we have evidence of the box drains, then maybe it's another, you know, exploring whether or not these box drains from the other two areas actually exist. Because we have a proof of concept at that point. Then do we have more U-shaped structures at these other places? uh,
0: I don't know. The other drains might not be connected to box or the, where where the money pit gets water mm-hmm. might not might be just from the box drain and then there's also exits i i don't know i don't know which would
1: make sense
0: but those of the exits might not be intentionally human created box drains like the ones at smiths cove
1: mm-hmm. but they
0: could be i don't know or we, we have you know we have to see what they find
1: i was going to say could there be failed box drains but no they can't be if they're Putting dye out, you know, then obviously they are still working.
0: Well, they could. Well, there might not be box drains at all. Mm -hmm. It might just be the way that the island is, and Mm -hmm. there's it's always been flooded, and they put dye down there, and it gets circulated out with the tides.
1: Okay, I'm the skeptic here. I'm I'm like, "Eh." no, there's box drains. (laughs)
0: Hey, we'll we'll see soon. I hopefully we will see very soon.
1: Or French French. drains (laughs) drains <laughs> see uh-huh. what i did there because the whole french thing mm-hmm. no sure okay i made a funny mm. no okay all right so that was my favorite <laughs> portion of smith's cove
0: yeah well uh and his son was there too dave mm-hmm. and it, i bet it was fun for him to watch his dad's reaction to oh, yeah seeing all that yeah dad that's a 300 ton crane you know that's a that's a monster you know basically so
1: and he has plenty to add when his dad's like I would like to know how much counterweight they have on there. Well,
0: it's Dad, a 300-ton crane. Yeah, it's a
1: 300-ton <laughs> crane, so they have about that much as far as a counterweight on there. It and can lift how much it weighs, which right. is also mind-boggling.
0: Yep, and I think you just said,
1: wow, wow. Yeah, I. this is totally a great episode for Dan.
0: Yeah, well, it was good to see him back at the on the treasure ground
1: 95 years old he's got a lot of history with this island
0: oh yeah well it's always fun it's fun to see him anytime i'm glad when they go to his house and chat mm-hmm. with him too
1: yeah but this field trip was totally worth it <laughs> it's perfect right. well that's enough for that part of smith's cove unless you have anything else to add
0: Nope. i think we just move on over to the, the money bin again
1: Ha money bin. It's the mega bin. Oh, I said money bin. I totally have you hooked on the money <laughs> bin.
0: <laughs> That's the first time I've ever done that.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Okay, mega bin. Okay. Well, I don't think we're going to be talking much about the mega bin much uh, after this episode. Maybe. I know. We'll it's kind of sad. Yeah. So what did they find in the mega bin? Sand. Sand. Bedrock.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I have a bone to pick. With Did who? they really all all the pe- Craig? Because he's in charge of this drilling. I've decided. Okay. Did they really only put one hole down in the megabin?
0: Uh eh, that's what we saw. I think, but I, I think. But he's is that got the a, truth? I don't know. I, I would. I would be surprised. They like to be fairly thorough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like so. I wouldn't be surprised if they put down three or four, and we just saw the most exciting one, which wasn't super exciting.
1: But I wish, okay, so let's say they put two or three or four down. Mm -hmm. I wish they would have shown us that, because right now, I'm under the impression they dug, well, they did one sonic drilling, and they found some sand, and they were like, wah, wah, we hit bedrock. This is what we call granite as geologists.
0: Mm-hmm. At 100 feet deep, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is kind of a, a bummer uh, watching it from our end. Mm-hmm. You know, there. So, the void mm-hmm. potential void was about 50 feet deep and mm-hmm. about 170 feet long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so they did one core sample. What? How big is that core sample? Like four inches? Yeah. Uh, so out of the 170 feet of length, they exactly. drilled down four inches of it.
1: Yeah, and Dan has said that in the past he thought he found something valuable, even if it was just poop. They didn't <laughs> find poop, okay. I mean, that'd be a, you know for them to have hey, to find it again. But yeah,
0: well, that'd be something to find.
1: That would that would be something.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping for the steel plate that they keep talking about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I was hoping to see. Um,
1: or and they kept anything. they they even
0: hyped it up here a little bit. You know, they're mm-hmm. talking about. How What kind of sounds it would make if it hit metal. Mm-hmm. And then right before commercial break, you hear it doing a little mm-hmm. bit of squeak, squeak, squeak. Right. Like it's kidding metal. And then it comes back from commercial and is like, nope, nothing there. Just right. bedrock.
1: We're like, what? Terry's like, well, it could be Halifax Slate. Oh, this is harder than slate.
0: Then <gasps> This that, could be it. That got Terry's attention.
1: It got my attention. It got my
0: attention. But then they come back and wah, wah. Yeah,
1: and they take forever to pull the core out because they've hit bedrock and... They and put Rick the com- patient on the table, <laughs> yeah. and he opens it, and Rick comes out.
0: And they're like, hey, look what we found.
1: I think they are just more excited about the money pit again. Yeah. That they, they are like, oh, I want to move the drill over here to see if there's something else. What about the Mega Bin?
0: Yeah, well, Mega Bin's probably put on the same uh, back burner that 10X is on right now.
1: Oh, yeah, 10X. Oh, and the Swamp. And the Swamp. Oh, I've seen some rumors floating around about the Swamp that actually make me a little bit more excited about the Swamp now. I
0: think the Swamp's going to have some good stuff coming Mm -hmm. this season.
1: I'm starting to get a little excited about It's one of
0: the big three, babe.
1: Mm, We'll see about that.
0: Smith's Cove, the Money Pit, and (sighs) -hmm. the Swamp
1: but what about the mega bin that we ditched after one core and then, but so many things made sense. Like it's only 50 feet below the surface. It's up at a higher elevation. Yada, yada.
0: Well, you're going to have to wait and see what else they do.
1: If they come back to the mega bin later and are like, surprise, it's (laughs) all here. I'm be really angry. Why? Because they should have kept drilling.
0: Yeah. The, They'll get to it if if they can't find anything in the uh, money pit area. They'll come back to the mega bin. We'll see. Well, after they hit up Smith's Cove, mm-hmm. and after they drain the swamp or whatever they're going to do over there.
1: Yeah, they have a couple of things on the agenda. They
0: got a few projects. Here. So. Mm-hmm i don't know i never heard about the mega swamp before this season so the mega
1: swamp (laughs) you're just making up places now is that somewhere between the swamp and the mega bin it's like on that slide and like okay excuse me i've got the mega swamp over here (laughs) my
0: my bad i never heard of the (laughs) i never heard of the mega bin before this season, okay.
1: I've never heard of the Mega Swamp until right now, so we we should let them know that's an area they should check out.
0: I <laughs> need to get somebody over in the Mega Swamp ASAP. Stat. Roger oh my that. gosh.
1: Oh, that's good stuff. Kind of like... Can't wait
0: till Gary goes in, you know, does a metal <laughs> detect out in the mega swamp.
1: Yeah, man. I bet you they'll uh. find something intense over there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the mega bin. We never heard about it before this year. I'm fine putting it on the back burner and getting fine. more excited about things that we know about.
1: Fine. Well, Well, I was excited about the mega bin being like the money bin or whatever (laughs) so we can put an x through that right now and and move on over to the money pit because it does seem rather exciting with the new information we got from the specialists or the authors that they talked to later in or here shortly in the war room which actually was really exciting to me
0: yeah the the authorist
1: mm-hmm. the authorist
0: yeah, I thought that was kind of weird yeah but it. uh yeah
1: is that a word
0: I don't know I'm no, that's the first time I've ever heard of it
1: maybe we should grab a dictionary and check that Nah I'm good no I'll just you...
0: I'll just go with it Okay it's so if fine. it's
1: not a word it is now Cool Okay I'll go with the authorist Yeah in the war room we have Judy who joins the team who is a friend of friend and former colleague of xena and she is actually connecting them with the author Ith and wh- who is that uh gretchen cornwall and john temple and john temple is a direct hereditary, hereditary descendant. descendant of the of templars right
0: mm-hmm. and he's a isn't he a current templar as well
1: yes yeah. of the current order
0: and so they had a lot of uh, information to give to the team. I don't know how much uh, the team really buys as far as this information goes, but I, I think thought it, it was split. I, th- I thought it was a lot cooler than some of the stuff we hear.
1: Mhm. Actually, it parts of it made a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, John the Baptist being the patron saint of mm-hmm. the Knights Templar and them mm-hmm. recovering his skull and having the skull and crossbones be mm-hmm. like the A Templar symbol.
1: Yes, that made a lot of sense to me. And then when they drew, really the aha was when they drew the connection between that and Nolan's cross.
0: Yeah, the Nolan's cross, how it it's basically a skull skull in the middle with the crossbones. Yeah.
1: Now, pretty cool. Instead of them showing like an animation, I really would have loved to see another picture of that of the head that's in the middle.
0: I'm sure you can find one on the internet somewhere. I'm sure
1: I could, but I just wanted a handy dandy. Yeah, because
0: the picture they showed is like enhanced. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And that they really kind of draw out the features, which is, it's cool, but it's also kind of a little bit of a bummer because it could be a little misleading. It's neat. It's a neat thought. It is. And uh, I don't know. I looked up some information on the Jolly Roger Mm -hmm. and Skull and Crossbones and I didn't see Templar anywhere near any of it as far as inspiration, but that doesn't mean that's not where it came from. Mm -hmm. You know, the earliest recollections of the Jolly Roger, you know, the black flag with the Mm skull and crossbones is like 15th century, Mm -hmm. and the Templar would have been before that.
1: Yeah, they were talking about, so Gretchen had mentioned, what, between like 1310 and 1312, Mm -hmm. the king wanting them out.
0: Well, yeah, kind of disbanding Mm -hmm. the uh, Knights Templar, but...
1: But they were young and fresh. they they weren't ready to go. Mm -hmm. And they were hardy, so they took to the seas. Mm -hmm. And when she said that, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
0: Sailed all over, including Nova Scotia. Yeah, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of sad we didn't get a could it be. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. No, eh. that's okay. But that was, I thought, a really interesting idea, especially considering Gretchen and John have been working together for so long. In particular, ten years, right? mm -hmm, Yeah. They said over a decade researching the history of the Templars, so they really do have a lot of knowledge with them, which Mm -hmm. can be paired with xena's knowledge naturally.
0: Yeah, and we'll actually touch on this again later because when they talk about where the uh, Drayton's Cross, mm-hmm. the lead where it may have come from mm-hmm. in France, uh, they have a flashback of Marty and his son Alex going to to France mm-hmm. to talk to the current head of the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. And he says that he thinks if there's anywhere in the world that there could be stashed Tempar- Templar treasure, it would be on Oak Island. And mm-hmm. his building that they find him at Has, like, a skull and crossbone right above the doorway.
1: Right? They show the Jolly Roger right there, and I'm like, what? Yeah. If anything... Okay, let's say it's totally not true. None of this with the Jolly Roger is... It still would. It's still an incredible story. Uh,
0: yeah, I need to do more research on it myself. But I think there's there's probably something to the John the Baptist mm-hmm. and the skull and crossbone thing. That's that's pretty cool.
1: That is really, really, really interesting. Very interesting. And I, it was not something that I had it, expected.
0: It, it's weird that Holy Crusaders like the Knights Templar would, after kind of being banished or mm-hmm. kind of taken apart that they would turn to piracy, that's kind of a bummer, because I'm, I'm not big into pirates myself. I I watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They're fun. I'll go on the ride. But real pirates, not very pleasant people.
1: Well, I mean, you talk about the Jolly Roger, what, the first time it's showing up is, like, 1500s. But mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, 1300s. So let's say that they took to the seas, which makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So they aren't necessarily the
0: swashbuckling bad guys
1: yeah that we think of that's true and then eventually who, who are they the, the
0: robin hood of the seas they just take from the rich give to the poor
1: maybe maybe <laughs> they deposited this wealth in nova scotia on the island that looks like an elephant and then <laughs> vanish into canada or the united states or obscurity mm-hmm <laughs> I mean, really, if they kind of separate out like that, I don't see why not. What I find interesting is Rick is not picking up what they're putting down.
0: And he's the one that's usually most receptive of that kind of stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. But Marty seems a little bit more like Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Well, and then they they tell Charles uh, to say, tell him why we mm-hmm. you know we can't really do what they're asking, <laughs> and Charles is like, yeah, because we don't really know where the money pit actually is anymore, right? Which and
1: they look really disappointed.
0: Yeah, well, because it's it's like it's it's this one hundred foot area, mm-hmm. but if you're off by an inch when you're trying to do anything underground, you're off by a thousand miles. So, okay, it's tough to know exactly where to go. But
1: have they not seen the show? <laughs> like, they have to know that the money pit area has been lost.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but they look pretty crushed.
0: Yeah, they did look pretty down. But they said to him, hey, this information might not be good for you now. It could be good for you in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, something's there. Don't give up. And they're think thinking, they're...
1: not another five years. We thought two years and we're on season six. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, They're, they're, they're going to be there as long as they need to, I think.
1: But something I thought was really interesting Well, okay, so two things. One being that they talked about the idea that the Knights Templar would have left a stone marker. My first reaction when that was mentioned was not Nolan's cross. It was the 90-foot stone.
0: Yeah, and we're going to find out a lot more about that in a couple days here on the next episode. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, me too.
1: I'm not a big 90-foot stone person, but when she mentioned that, I initially thought 90-foot stone, not... Yeah, but the, the, cross.
0: the cross, though, is pretty, you know, if if there's a connection with the Templars and with the uh, skull and crossbones being John the Baptist, mm-hmm. being their patron saint, you know, that's pretty compelling stuff, too. That
1: is really compelling. I wasn't really sold on Nolan's cross. I was like, okay, so what? Everybody found boulders. They happened to line up. We could make that be whatever we want. We see what we want to see when it's we do. there and it's convenient. This yeah. makes a lot more sense. But the other, the second thing that I thought was really interesting is when they mentioned the 10%. Mm. Duh, tithing. Yeah. That's huge. That's super important. I mean, you talk about you know, robbing the rich, giving to the poor. Regardless, tithing, tithing, tithing. Duh, 10%. Well, maybe so 10%. They scale it down to 10%. Yeah, they scale it down to 10%. Maybe that doesn't work for the money pit, let's say. But maybe it works in other areas. Maybe it's not scaling down. Maybe it's scaling up.
0: Hey, maybe it does work in the money pit. Maybe they're right.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe it does work in the money pit. Maybe it has to do 10% of the 90 feet 90 feet that they talk about. Mm-hmm. Or I just think it's something that we haven't heard talked about a lot. But if it, we are jumping into this whole Knights Templar thing, 10% makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. But... On the flip side, uh, I'm gonna throw out this uh, this theory that I've been seeing a, pop up a bunch online.
1: Okay.
0: Charles Barkhouse, yes, resident Mason. Yes. You know, wearing the the compass and the, you know he's wearing the hat, Could it be right? He? Yeah. Well, that he's a mason. I think pretty sure he's a mason, right? Yeah,
1: I'm going with that
0: theory online uh, that people are saying is that he's purposefully trying to protect the treasure by misleading Ooh. everybody. He seems really into it. He wants to be like you know. He's he's acting like it's something that he once found, Ooh. but he's really t- giving him yeah. Maybe uh, put it right over here instead of you know, on the X marks the spot or what whatever.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I I don't buy it. But I don't buy it. But funny. I love it's it. It's funny. It's funny to think about.
1: It is and. Sorry, Charles, if you're hearing this and that's a theory and that's not actually a thing you're doing, that's unfortunate, but that would make a great book. Oh my goodness, that would be awesome!
0: Yeah, so we got the uh, the mason kind of guiding, but guiding with like it's you like know.
1: a duel, a silent duel. <laughs> I love it,
0: yeah. So, anyway, I don't know, it's just something I've been seeing online and I think it's funny, I think it's okay. fun.
1: I think it's fun, funny, awesome. I don't think it's a thing. Though. I don't I think, think it's actually a thing, I think, but uh, I kind of love it.
0: I think Charles really wants the, th- the stuff found.
1: Oh yeah, he totally does. Oh yeah. Maybe he buried it there. <laughs> maybe he's found the elixir to life, and oh, uh, like... so
0: he's uh, he's got the Sorcerer's Stone, the Philosopher's yes. Stone, maybe. He, he's Nicholas Flamel, really, the guy eh. that uh, had the elixir of life and was able to turn everything to gold and live for hundreds and hundreds of years.
1: If he could turn everything to gold, we would have found gold a long time ago. Probably, he would have the Midas touch.
0: Pretty much, basically.
1: Yep. Yep. So. Okay. So yeah, that was a
0: fun. Uh, I I don't know. They they didn't seem to buy it much. No, but they, they really didn't. They. Uh, I don't know. I had fun watching that segment. That was mm-hmm. like a little more entertaining and possibly uh, more enlightening mm-hmm. than uh, some other things I've seen on the show lately. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely
1: cool. a book plug, but also it, you know, kind of got the juices flowing and ideas. Mm-hmm. I liked it.
0: Yep. Me too.
1: So, one of my favorite uh, war room scenes we've seen so far, I would say. And. Let's see here. What else did we do? Are we, are we kind of wrapped up in the war room?
0: No, because then we're going back to the war room for Drayton's Cross.
1: Oh, yeah. We do go back to the war room for Drayton's Cross. I think cross. that's next. Yes, it is next. So this is kind of the crescendo of the episode. We're there in the war room.
0: Yeah, and they talk to Tobias once again. Yes. Getting some more information about Drayton's Cross and where the lead may have come from
1: so they when we last talked to him they were gonna send the lead isotope information and the pictures of drayton's cross over to him so that he could start going through the database
0: yeah and he was uh first he looked at information that they have on file regarding quarries that were used to get lead out of in the 15th through 17th century Correct. And, and he said, I don't see any proof whatsoever that it was from that time period. And mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, oh, dang, like when I first heard them, like, oh, man, it's going to be like 18th or 19th or 20th century. <laughs> it's like going to be really new.
1: It was, you know, just made a couple of days ago nah. and I left it on the island.
0: Now, it turns out we didn't need to worry because it uh, could be much older.
1: Mm-hmm. So he says that. So Tobias says that it's consistent, the isotopes are consistent with an area in Southern France, a much smaller quarry, not really commercial use like they were looking at for the other ones. And Gary is very excited.
0: Well, he has a huge smile on his face. What Mm -hmm. did Marty call him?
1: (laughs) A Cheshire cat. And And that's just just what he looks like. He's like, yeah.
0: Well, he's like, told you guys.
1: I was right. I know what I'm
0: talking about. I'm kind of like legit over here. Yeah, it was a good moment for Gary and just a good moment for all the guys Mm because, you know, this is big, exciting news. That's also when we see the little flashback again, like that we mentioned earlier about them going to... Alex and Marty going to France to talk to the Grand Master of the Knights Templar. You know, we see the skull and crossbone and all that. But um, yeah, and and so they're excited that that's the, cor- the quarry that that thing was probably pulled out of, or at least yep. the lead that was pulled out of to make that cross is in southern France.
1: Yeah, because Tobias mentions that he says it's most likely from an area of two mountain ranges. And I'm not going to try to pronounce these two mountain ranges because that'll be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said it's about like a 20 by 20, 20 mile area. And pretty
0: small. When they you, when you look at the earth
1: near, like you said, where they went before. And he's like, yeah, not far from there.
0: What? Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty exciting stuff.
1: Kind of like when we talked about it in our very first episode of this season. Like, could it be the same thing yes yes it could be could be it, it, it's just it's absolutely astonishing and amazing and tobias even uses the r word roman he yeah did. i missed that you missed that because um who was it marty asked if it could be potentially older than the 15th century and goes mm. yeah these mines you know we know from about roman period onward were used there uh. and i was like What?
0: Mm, I I totally missed that. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Gary got to use the T
1: word again. (laughs) I'm using the T word. Templar. Templar. Baby. That's right. It's just really cool to see all of these different things start connecting, you know, between their trip to France. And then now we're seeing these mines that match up with Drayton's cross. And now, you know, and we saw Nolan's cross and these other people talking about how... Skull
0: and crossbones. Yes.
1: So it's just kind of really nice to see, as Rick said, the puzzle pieces are starting to fit together. Yeah, it's really cool. It it was a really interesting episode. We got a lot of data.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It was kind of a... A little bit of a cliffhanger, though, because, you know, it was a two-week gap between
1: mm-hmm. that
0: episode and the next episode airing. But mm-hmm. the next episode looks quite exciting, and it's a two-hour episode, so.
1: Oh, man. You know,
0: there's there's, uh, <laughs> there's no sleep on Oak Island.
1: Oh, goodness, no. Goodness, no. Oh,
0: <laughs> except for maybe Dan. He he gets to have a rest whenever he wants one. <laughs> he could take a nap whenever he feels the need to. He
1: can, but I feel like that's a guy that can't turn his brain off.
0: Yeah, probably right.
1: Yeah. Oh. Dan. I know He's how my I hero. Sometimes. He's the hero of this episode.
0: Yeah, he he was a star. That was <laughs> that was a really sweet scene. That mm-hmm. was fun.
1: Okay, so do you have any other thoughts about this episode before we start talking about what we're potentially seeing next week?
0: Oh, we're not going to be looking much in the money, money, in the mega bin anymore.
1: <laughs> or the money bin or the mega, mega swamp. swamp or the money swamp. or. Yeah.
0: No, the mega bin looks like we're probably not going to touch on it again very soon, but mm-hmm. who knows?
1: They've got a lot to do.
0: Yeah. Smith's Cove is looking good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got Dan's stamp of approval. Or is it? Well, it looks good as far as when we're looking at mm-hmm. it before it's completed, but we see in the preview for next episode that... Kind of sprung a leak. Hope they get to fix that. Probably just need to weld it, huh?
1: Or some tape.
0: Oh, yeah. They should use that... Uh, what is that? Super tape. that. Um, like that flex tape. Fle- flex steel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll hold all winter, too.
0: Well, it'd be good promotion. Maybe right?
1: some plumber's putty. Oh. Mm-mm. Maybe some industrial strength. If, if not, man... Weld. Yeah, weld. I'm just saying that I'd be calling up some people and... I just shelled out a lot of money for this. You better get over here and fix these leaks. I would have reeked out. I'm not
0: worried about it. You know they've got it fixed.
1: I know, but that is a phone call that you would not have wanted to get from me if my (laughs) cofferdam that I just spent millions millions of of dollars on is leaking between all the different scenes i mean it's not just one small leak like i could put my thumb in it and get away with it no this is like this is a big deal
0: yeah they fix it i'm confident that they
1: they don't show it yeah i mean i'm sure they do because later we see like yeah the u-shaped structure yeah i don't think they dug with holes
0: nope no no or maybe with very small ones
1: (laughs) yeah maybe maybe with small ones
0: well, part of the extended look preview shows Rick taking Marty to see the coffer dam finished on Smith's Cove. And I didn't see any leaks. So uh, I don't know if that's before the leak problem or after they already fixed the leak problem. So it could be either way.
1: It could be. Maybe it started leaking the very next day. Because, you know, Marty hasn't been at the island for a while is what they're saying. Maybe Maybe he's bad luck.
0: Well, it's just classic Oak Island.
1: Uh, just classic Oak Island.
0: <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah, classic but, Oak Island. But
0: for me, the biggest thing that's coming up on the next episode, like I know the completion of the Cofferdam's huge and the excavation mm-hmm. at Smith's Cove is going to be huge, but I've been looking forward to this 90-foot stone thing forever.
1: Yes, you definitely have. And we've seen little bits and pieces here, and you know we had an idea that the 90-foot stone was coming up.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm excited about that. I I think that's going to be, hopefully, a revelation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like something that was in the ground, that was pulled up in the early, early 1800s. You know, that's like, I don't know. There's lots of documentation about people seeing this thing and touching this thing and trying to decipher this thing. And, you know, apparently most of the markings have been worn off, but, man, that's really cool. I'm it, excited.
1: So it was originally what we know from before was at a bookbinding shop, which is they were beating leather on it. But where they go is still the same location. It's just now it is the Nova Scotia College of Art and Design. And they send Jack, Charles, and Doug to go... To go there. Well,
0: Doug's leading the charge.
1: Well, of course, Doug is like at the head of this. He's he's
0: Mister Ninety Foot Stone. Oh yeah,
1: I I totally think he is. And they're going into a basement, and they go in there, and they're like, whoa, this place is a wreck. Watch where you step, right? Yeah,
0: Jack's really worried about spiders.
1: He's so worried about cobwebs. He's like, there's a lot of spiders. There's a lot of cobwebs. They are everywhere yeah it, this and that, is a really old basement yeah you have to remember this is a really really old building this is no pacific northwest age building
0: yeah it's more than 100 years old mm-hmm. yeah it's really old we get it
1: it's well over that
0: yeah so um so doug is looking around and he says hey what's that over there and mm-hmm. you think charles is like secretly saying no nothing to see over there <laughs> come come back my here. way come look over here <laughs> i need to distract you uh, is that your new favorite thing?
1: Yeah, that's my favorite thing cuz now when I see that, I'm I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to come in like Charles come and push Doug over or something cuz he's about to discover something.
0: <laughs> like no, you cannot find this.
1: No, that's why my lock the mystery. <laughs>
0: it's my secret I have to keep my mason secret.
1: Oh man. That's good stuff. Or I, so I saw the brick down there, and I instantly thought of um, was it National Treasure, where he sees the Mason sign in a brick, mm-hmm. and he starts like digging Chipping it out, out it. with his <laughs> with his knife, and it's got the glasses inside of Benjamin mm-hmm. Franklin. Yeah. I'm I am now straight up waiting for Charles to pull a brick out of the wall and have like something secret inside.
0: Yeah, could happen.
1: Oh, Why not? Yeah, he I should. I hope it does. Charles, please do that. That would be absolutely <laughs> yeah. amazing.
0: We don't think that you're like deliberately trying to stall discoveries from happening.
1: No, but that would still be really awesome. Just just humor <laughs> me. Just pull a brick out of the wall and be like... <gasps> and
0: then we, we'll all be like, could it be together?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. But, it's okay, something else. This horrible horrible basement and we see knob and tube wiring everywhere and they're like don't accidentally touch an exposed wire (laughs) i'm just seeing people electrocuted in my mind i've been in my fair share of like basements and crawl spaces with your work yeah and this is just this place is a train wreck and an yeah. accident waiting to happen and something's going to light fire. And, of course, there's going to be rats down there. And they are warning them of rat. First thing I think of is, oh, there's probably plenty of rat poop down there. <laughs> so I know they're going into this really old basement. And I'm not the germaphobe in this family. You are. Yeah. But they are all down there in these this really old building where you know there's asbestos everywhere. Oh, yeah. And rat poop. And all this disgusting Yeah, don't
0: you think they'd be wearing stuff? like little like well, masks? Why or something? are they
1: not wearing gloves and masks? <laughs> you they find, you know, the ninety foot stone, he's just like brushing it off. You know what he's brushing off? Rat fecal matter.
0: <laughs> could be. Likely.
1: Could it be? Yes. <laughs> yes, it could be. And I, I really hope no diseases were contracted you in know this what? episode.
0: When there's discoveries to be made, they don't care. They wanna just get to the ninety foot stone. I care. Yeah. I well, hope
1: someone is paying for you know what? very good health the, insurance. I
0: am the germaphobe here, and mm-hmm. I'd be into what they're doing.
1: Without gloves? Sure. No, we carry gloves everywhere we when do. we go treasure hunting. That's true. You would not go down there, and I'd be like, get a mask, because we are going to die in this basement. <laughs> and I'm usually totally fine with these Well, places. you
0: know what? They're they're hardier than us. Uh, they, I, they just They just do know. it
1: they do but and i know you guys you always have to wear the same outfits but um please whoever provides their outfits for them can we now use gloves and masks going forward when going into creepy basements
0: yeah we'll still know that jack is the bald guy with the green, uh, green underarm shirt, shirt yes. on yeah and then even if he has a mask on we'll know
1: anybody that consistently digs in the dirt aka gary and terry have to wear all khaki and somehow not get it stained Exactly. So I okay. This is a really long tangent for me. Just saying, you need to wear gloves and a mask <laughs> so nobody dies in the basement over the 90 foot stone.
0: You know, I don't think anybody died, so we're good. Never yeah. know
1: what you're bringing. They up found out of the there.
0: 90 foot stone. They don't have to go back down there. It's good. Well, they think good. they
1: found the 90 foot stone, so we see them. I'll
0: take I'll take Doug's word for it.
1: Well, Doug, you see them bringing this giant boulder in yeah. to the war room. The brothers are sitting at the table. And they're like, <laughs> clunk, I'm waiting for the like, table whoa. to break out from yeah. underneath it, right? I think this is the 90-foot stone. Yeah, I think
0: they, like, in the re- reports about the 90-foot stone from, like, I, that I've read do, while I was doing research, it weighs, like, 250, 300 pounds. It's, yeah. It's a huge block.
1: So let's just all jump on the table, and <laughs> it'll be about the same thing. That's a hardy table.
0: It is. Well, it's in the war room. <sighs> they it's don't mess just, around.
1: Did this place just give them... The rock. They're like, whatever you find, you can keep.
0: Well, they know they've been looking for it. And, I
1: know, but you know, still, I'd be like, I got something you want.
0: You want make them pay for it?
1: I don't know. Be like, I want in on the fun.
0: Yeah. Oh.
1: Maybe they let me like bring it to them and give me a tour of the island. Meh. No.
0: They got. They got big official crime
1: stuff to do at the school.
0: Yeah, I think they're just happy to be part of the story.
1: Oh yeah. I, I'm sure they are. They're another stop in the journey there in Halifax. So, lesson learned from the first look. We need some duct tape out at Smith's Cove. Maybe mm-hmm. some putty. Mm-hmm. Um, and watch out for rats.
0: Pretty much, and spiders.
1: And spiders. Jack is really concerned about the spiders and the cobwebs. He's like, they're everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, I would be too. Those are nasty.
1: But you're not worried about the rat poop?
0: Nah. I get over it if it's something for as exciting as the 90 foot stone. Uh, I don't know. I, I I really don't like that stuff, but I'm really interested in that stone. So,
1: <laughs> well, I am glad they found it. Mm-hmm. I saw lots of loose bricks around there, so hopefully some. Well, uh, found the right Mason one. It was gigantic. And yeah, I I'm really excited for this two hour episode coming up.
0: Yeah, me too. It's gonna be killer. And uh, so now we'll just start wrapping the show up. But mm-hmm. before we do, uh, we want to touch on the clot-worthy moment of last week's episode.
1: Yes. Oh, the, man.
0: the problem that we had.
1: Well, it's come to my attention that I really messed that one up.
0: Yeah, kind of. But yeah, that's okay.
1: Apparently, I played one clot-worthy moment, and it just... The whole thing just stopped
0: yep, after one, that. One went through. The other one did not get played. And there was silence the rest of the episode. We didn't have our thank yous. We didn't have the outro music. Nothing.
1: That That's, that's really unfortunate. But that really does explain yeah. why one of them won by a landslide.
0: Yeah, we have a, on Twitter, at Oak Island Pod is where you can find us. We had the choices between a tunnel or a badge and it was you know two of two the good ones yeah the good uh you know worthy clot worthy moments exactly and um the one that said a tunnel a tunnel leading to the money pit so the only one that ended up being played on the episode was a tunnel leading to the money pit and that won by a landslide <laughs> The tunnel won by landslide, and it was 86% to 14%, and I don't know who ended up voting for a badge. They must have just remembered it from the episode. Maybe. But uh, yeah, it wasn't from the podcast, and we're sorry about that. We're actually, if you don't know this, we're brand new to making podcasts. This is our first series we've ever attempted. We're beginners, but we're learning a lot. Thank you for hanging
1: in there, guys.
0: Yeah, we are learning a lot, and we're enjoying what we're doing. We feel like we're getting better and better every episode, so...
1: If not, maybe you should let us know. If we're getting worse, I'm so sorry. There's no
0: chance. I was looking <laughs> at our uh, our reviews, mm-hmm. and we have, let's see, we have nine five-star reviews on iTunes right now.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. And I actually want to read one of them Great. Uh, so that we can express our gratitude for their positive feedback. Great. Okay. We have a five-star rating from somebody named Locating the Lost, and it like says that. great podcast uh it also says you guys mentioned coming to maine next year during episode one of season six let me know if you need a place to stay i have plenty of room i'm right in central maine oh cool well i don't know we cool. really like staying at hotels we'll probably do that but we could probably meet up and have a
1: yeah that'd be fun
0: have lunch or a drink or something that'd be fun
1: yeah well and we won't be staying in central Main. We're gonna be on a particular island.
0: Yeah, well we might stay on the mainland.
1: Or not probably <laughs> the not. main <laughs> Mainland.
0: That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that
1: that's really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but we could probably still connect it, you know. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh while we're in that neck of the woods, we're probably gonna be driving up to Oak Island.
1: Oh yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, we gotta make sure we get our tickets and everything squared away. But mm-hmm. you know, but I think those go on sale in here in a couple months. But Ooh, I'm be... stoked. Yeah, I'm real excited too. ah
1: can't wait but thank you so much for that five-star review we greatly appreciate it yeah
0: we'll try to read one on every episode and if we start getting a whole bunch more maybe we'll read like two at a time yeah we'll get one per episode we'll just keep rolling them out as long as you keep giving them to us so we want to just say thank you
1: yes thank you thank you thank you so of course you can Give us re- a review. You reach out to us on the social media platforms. So on Facebook and on Instagram, it is at Oak Island Podcast. On Twitter, it is going to be at Oak Island Pod.
0: Yep, and you could always email us. Our e- our email is Oak Island Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Very original of us.
0: Well. Oh. It works. It's consistent. It, it, it says exactly what we are.
1: <laughs> right. Straight and to the point.
0: Exactly. So now we're going to wrap this up, and we're actually going to listen to it, the finished product this time, so that we can make sure <laughs> that the whole podcast made it to the end of the recording.
1: That that That's very smart of us. Should we uh, talk about what we're going to do instead of a clot-worthy moment this time?
0: Oh, how can we forget? I, I did. Um, yeah, so clotworthy moment there wasn't really any real like funny oh, clot-worthy, clotworthy moments worthies. this uh, episode it was mostly just serious stuff
1: i know no how there was very few could it bees?
0: yeah there was there wasn't really nothing like that or
1: manganese
0: of, no no tunnels no nothing no. so what we're going to do this week is we are going to have the let's
1: do the blank and chip moment
0: the blank and moment of the episode
1: cuz dan Oh man, I'm telling you, that scene that was great, and he's like, "Woohoo!"
0: Yeah, no, he's like, you know, here are the clip. Four lane highway down here.
1: Or backward or forward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and both of the both of those are really good, you know. Yeah. Like it, I don't know, it's just the the wonder that you can hear in his voice and that he's seeing through his eyes, you know. And he's seen so much, and you know, for him to be in awe, you know, that says a lot.
1: It sure does. It really put a smile on my face and made me enjoy this episode even more.
0: So thank you, Dan, for providing our Blankenship Moments of the Week this week. And you can vote for those over on our Twitter page, like Deidre said earlier, at Oak Island Pod.
1: Until next week.
0: Could it be...